the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. My Daily Hope Ministries. Here's Pastor Rick Warren. Every time you go into a meeting, the Lord is my shepherd. He's going to help me in this meeting. You got a parent-teacher conference. The Lord is my shepherd. Any, you got a major decision to make. The Lord is my shepherd. You might say it 10 or 15 times a day. But if you'll start saying that phrase, your worry will go down. Every time you start to worry, you need to say, the Lord is my shepherd. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called, Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, Rick will show us that no matter what comes our way, as Christians, we can always count on God's goodness and favor to be upon our lives. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a brand new resource called the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. This Bible study tool will help you learn to trust the goodness and favor of God in every area of your life. Find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 99000 while you listen to today's message. That's PastorRick.com with two R's in the middle, or you can text the word DAILY to 99000. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, Letting God Meet My Needs. Matthew 6, verse 27, Jesus says, Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life. Worry can't make you an inch taller. Worry can't make you an inch shorter. Can't make you bigger or smaller, thinner or fatter. Worry doesn't work. He says, who of you can change anything? He says, you can't add even a single hour to your life. In fact, worry can shorten your life. If you're worried, well, I may not live long. If you start worrying about it, the tension, the stress could actually shorten your life. But worry about any problem in your life will never move you one step toward that situation. Worry is worthless. It's stewing without doing. It's investing a lot of emotional energy for something that doesn't gonna do anything. It's like sitting in a rocker and you can rock back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you expend a lot of energy, but you're not one inch further. You have made no progress at all. Worry cannot change anything. In fact, the only thing worry can change is you. It'll make you miserable. And that's what it does. It won't change that person you're worried about. It'll only change you, make you more miserable. Now follow me on the logic of this. Worry cannot change anything in your past. It's already done. Your past is past. So why are you worried about it? Worry cannot control your future. No matter how much you think you can, you're not controlling it by worrying about it. So if it can't change the past, and it can't control the future, what does it do? Messes up today. It just keeps you messed up today. It keeps you stewing without doing, as I, as I said. It just ruins the present. It saps the strength out of your body. It is not only unreasonable and unnatural, it's unhelpful. Proverbs 12, 25 uh, 
the Bible says, worry weighs us down. Anybody want to give a testimony about that? Has worry ever weighed you down? Of course it has. And you, get so, you think about so many things that you're worried about, you start to get discouraged. You start to get depressed. You start to get in despair. You see, God tells us that your body was not designed for worry. Remember, it's unnatural. You weren't made to worry. And every time you swallow your worry, your stomach keeps score. Every time you swallow your worry, you say, oh, my aching back. Oh, I got a headache. Oh, my stomach's upset. Why? Because you weren't made to internalize worry. It's unnatural and it's unhelpful. It's actually unhealthful. And it is bad for your health. People who worry don't live as long as other people. People say, well, I'm worried sick. Yes, you are. You, worry, you can worry yourself sick and cause all kinds of problems in your stomach and insomnia and stuff like that. In fact, I'll tell you this. Worry causes more fatigue than work. Worry causes more fatigue than work. You can go to work, put in a full day's work, come home. You're tired, but you're not stressed out. But if you go to work and all day you're worrying, 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 you come home, you're not just tired, you're drop-dead fatigued. Worry wears you out more than work. And yet the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 30, a heart at peace gives life to the body. You want to be healthier? I mean, really, you want to be healthier? Stop worrying. You got, you got to learn to trust God. Worry is unhelpful. It is unnatural. It is unreasonable. Number four, worry is unnecessary. That's the fourth thing Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount. He says worry is unnecessary. Why are you worrying about this? He says there's no need to worry because God has promised to take care of you. The Lord is your shepherd. He feeds, he leads, and he meets needs. And he says there's no need to worry because your heavenly father will take care of you. You know, when I was a kid, um, if I had any need in my life, I didn't worry about it. I just went to my dad. I said, Dad, I need this, or Mom, I need this. And if I needed money for, to buy something, I said, Dad, I need some money to, to buy this. I never once worried about where he was going to get the money. That was his worry. You're worrying about a lot of things that are God's responsibility. Worry is assuming responsibility that God never intended for you to have. Every time you worry, it's a warning light. I'm playing God. I'm acting like God. I'm, I'm a, a, a thinking that it all depends on me, that I don't have a heavenly father, that I don't have a shepherd who will feed and lead and meet my need. So you never worry if you understand that God is your heavenly father and you understand the goodness, the goodness of God. Matthew 6, verse 30 says this. If God cares so wonderfully, even for the flowers uh, that are here today and gone tomorrow, in other words, they're only going to bloom for a few days and then they're gone, but your life lasts decades. If God cares so wonderfully even for the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he surely care for you? You see, what he's saying here is that God has assumed responsibility for the needs in your life. And he cares for you because he says you are valuable. You have value. You want to know how much you value? Look at the cross. Jesus died for you on the cross. That shows how much value you have to God. You're not junk. You're not worthless. No, no. You are valuable to God because you're his child. 
My children are valuable to me. My grandchildren are valuable to me. You are the child of God and you're valuable to God. He says, I'm going to take care of your needs. I'm your loving Heavenly Father. I am your shepherd. And like the shepherd takes care of the defenseless sheep, when you need it, I'm there. What am I saying? I'm saying that worry in your life, every time you worry, it comes from the fact that you misunderstand the goodness of God. Worry is a warning sign. It's a yellow caution light going, bomb, bomb, bomb. That's saying, at this point, I've forgotten how good God is. I've forgotten the promises of God. I've forgotten what God has promised to do in my life to meet all my needs. He says it over and over and over. I will meet all your needs. There's no need that God will not meet if you trust him. Now, if you don't trust him, you're out there on your own. But if you trust him, he says, I will meet every need in your life. And worry means I've forgotten that, the goodness of God. It comes from misunderstanding what God is really like. And you know what? We always get into trouble every time, whenever we start doubting God's goodness. When we start thinking, God's not going to take care of me. God doesn't really love me. God isn't a good God. Every time you start thinking like that, and you know where those thoughts came from, um, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to go down a blind alley, hit a dead end, have all kinds of discouragement in your life. And it doesn't even make sense. Most of you here sitting here this, uh, in this day are believers. You've stepped across the line spiritually. You've said, you know, I've put my trust in Jesus Christ because I know heaven's perfect and I'm not. There's no chance I'm getting to heaven on my own goodness because I'm not good enough. So I'm trusting Jesus Christ to forgive me and to save me by his grace. Not by my works, but I'm just trusting God to save me because he's, he loves me, he wants to forgive me, he sent Jesus to die for me. When Jesus died on the cross for you, he solved your biggest problem. You don't have any bigger problem than eternal salvation. But if that's your biggest problem, why do you doubt his taking care of the smaller things in your life? What's the logic of saying, I'm gonna trust God to get me to heaven, but I'm not gonna trust him to help me make my car payment? What, what's the logic in that? It makes no sense. Why would you trust God with something so big, eternal salvation, but not trust him with, who am I supposed to marry? Or am I ever going to get married? Or am I going to get a job? Or what school should I go to? And all the other major questions in life. Why don't you trust him with those things too? It doesn't make sense to say, oh, I don't doubt him for my salvation, but I do doubt that he's going to care for my health. I do doubt that he's going to care for my career. It doesn't make sense at all. If God can be trusted for salvation, he'll carry everything else. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, and there's more great teaching coming up. Now, if you'd like to connect with Rick, just go to PastorRick.com and click on his social media links. While you're there, be sure to sign up for his free daily email devotional. And if you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has touched your life, you can email him at Rick at PastorRick.com. Is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in his promises. That's why Pastor Rick has created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you will dig deep into Psalm 23, experiencing God's unrelenting love for you and discovering why this passage can become the foundation for your faith. You will learn to trust the goodness of God in every area of your life. In this guided experience book, Rick will show you how to revolutionize your life and your relationships. 
Rest and recharge your body and mind. Create a habit of worship instead of worry. Practice loving God and others as well. Use your time for things that matter most. Stop comparing and start being content. Throughout this guided experience, you will practice meditating on God's Word, shifting your focus from your fears to focus on your Father and move from being overwhelmed to overflowing. The Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience book has a vegan leather cover with 288 pages packed with inspiring photos and artwork. This spiritual growth resource is yours today when you support this broadcast ministry with a financial gift. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can call 800-600-5004. That's 800-600-5004. Thanks in advance for your support. Once again, here's Rick. Remember walking down, you know, a street out here, say Ortega Highway, and you come by in a car. I've got a backpack on my light, on my back, and you, you stop and say, "Hey, Rick, you want to ride?" I say, "Yeah, I'd appreciate that." So, so I get in, uh, get in the car with you, and about five minutes later, you look over and you see I'm still wearing the backpack on my back. You say, "Rick, you can just toss that in the back seat." And I say, "Oh no, it's enough for you to carry me. I'll carry the backpack." That's the kind of stupid logic we do with our lives. Oh, yeah, God, you can save my life, but I'll worry about my money and my sex life and my social life and my career life and, uh, you know, all the other things, my friendships, my relationships. No, no, you don't need to carry the backpack either. If he's going to carry you to heaven, he'll carry everything else while you're here on earth. He's saying worry is unnecessary and then number five worry is not only unreasonable it's unnatural it's unhelpful it's unnecessary it's unbelief number five worry jesus says is unbelief worry is doubting god god has promised to take care of every need in your life if you trust him over and over and over and when you doubt that you are an unbeliever at that moment You're an unbeliever. Every time you worry, you act like an unbeliever. Look at this verse on the screen. Philippians 4.19. Love this in the message in the Living Bible. You can be sure, that means certain, it's not a wish, not a hope. You can be sure that God will take care of most things you need. No, it doesn't say that. God will take care of everything, everything. What's not included in everything? Nothing. Everything you need because of what Jesus has done for us. Again, God is good to you, not because you're good. God is good to everybody. He's good to even bad people in the world. They get the same life. They get oxygen. They get blood. They get food. They get the sunshine. God is good based on his goodness, not based on your goodness. Now he's saying here, um, if God's going to take care of every your need, you every time you worry, you are doubting God. Have you ever thought about that? That's why worry is a sin. It's doubting God. Look at this verse, Matthew 6, 32. People who don't know God, people who don't know God and the way he works, they worry over these things. Now, let me be honest with you. If you haven't stepped across the line, if you're not a believer in Christ, if you haven't made Jesus 
the good shepherd or the, the Lord is my shepherd of your life, you ought to worry. You ought to worry. Because you're up a creek without a paddle. You're out there on your own. You're not depending on your Heavenly Father. You're not depending on God's goodness and grace and love. You're depending on yourself. You ought to worry. There's a lot of reasons to worry if you don't have God in your life. Because you've got to face all those battles on your own. You've got to find all the solutions on your own. And you're not God. And neither am I. We're just not. And so it's the starting point is the humble attitude. God is God and I'm not. When I understand that, all of a sudden the worry starts draining out of my life. People who don't know God and the way he works, they worry about these things. Non-believers ought to worry, but Christians are different. Because we have a heavenly father. A good God who promises to care for us. And God says, hey you guys, what are you worrying about? You're not plants, you're not, you're not animals, you're not birds, you're my children. You see, it's actually an insult to God every time you worry. You're acting like an orphan every time you worry. You're acting like you don't have a heavenly father who has promised over and over again, over 3,000 promises in this book, to take care of your needs. You're acting like you're an orphan. You know, there's a beautiful phrase we just read. He said, your father knows you need them. He knows what you need. How many times do you act like God doesn't know what you need? God, do you know about my sexual needs? Do you know about my physical needs? Do you know about my social needs? I don't think God knows about my career needs. Really? That's doubting God. Worry is unbelief. You don't think God sees it all. What I'm telling you is this. When you worry, every time you worry, you're acting like an atheist. You're acting like there is no God. There is no promises in the scripture. You know, I'm just out here on my own. Worry is practical atheism. I'm saying, I don't really believe God will help me out of this mess. And we start depending on ourselves and we start taking matters into our own hands and we assume that we have to figure it all out rather than just trusting. That's called playing God. And you know what? That's a poor testimony. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ and you're worried all the time, that's a lousy witness to the world. It's saying, uh, you know, I'm just like you. I don't, I don't have a God who, who takes care of my needs. I'm, I'm playing God. By the way, you know what the worst kind of worry is? When you say, you know, things are going too good. Oh, things, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because things are going too. That's the worst kind of worry you could possibly have. I don't really believe God is a good God because things are going too good. So something is bound to happen. That's what Job, there's a whole book of the Bible about that kind of worry. It's called the book of Job. Job was enormously successful. He was wealthy, he was well-known, he was beloved, he was popular, he was famous. He'd be a billionaire today. And he kept going, hmm, things are going too good. And and when everything fell apart, he goes, that which I have feared has happened. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. When we get to heaven, you're gonna see how many times you set yourself up for failure by worrying instead of trusting. Instead of trusting. You think God's ever worried? No. When God made you in his image, he doesn't want you to worry. John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus says this. Don't be worried. What do I do instead of worrying? He says, believe in God and believe in me. Now, how do you do that? How do you trust God 
to meet your needs. Okay, so how do I do that? How do I trust in God? Well, it's not rocket science, friends. It's just three or four things, and God makes it very clear in the Bible that if you'll do these four things, worry is going to drain out of your life. I don't want you worrying anymore. Every time you worry is a wasted second of your life. It's wasted energy. They said it doesn't change anything. It's unreasonable. It's unhelpful. It's unnatural. It's, it's unbelief. It's unhealthy. So how do I trust God for my needs instead of worrying about my needs? Well, the Bible says you do four things. Write these down. Number one, you do this every day. It's not a one-time thing. Every day... Ask him to be my shepherd. Every day I ask Jesus to be my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And if I ask him to be my shepherd, then he's going to feed and he's going to lead and he's going to meet my need in that day. By the way, he'll not only feed, lead, and meet your need, he can also forgive your misdeed and help you succeed. (laughs) If you just trust him. So what do you do? You do this every morning. When you get up, you sit on the side of your bed and you say, the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus Christ, I'm expecting you to feed me, to lead me, and to meet my needs today, to help me succeed, forgive my misdeeds. I will trust you today. And I start every day by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. You're a good God. And then I say it throughout the day. Every time you go into a meeting, The Lord is my shepherd. He's going to help me in this meeting. you got a parent-teacher conference. The Lord is my shepherd. (laughs) What I'm about to hear, I may not want to hear, but he's going to feed me, lead me, and meet my needs. Uh, you got a major decision to make. The Lord is my shepherd. You might say it 10 or 15 times a day. But if you'll start saying that phrase, your worry will go down. Every time you start to worry, you need to say, The Lord is my shepherd. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, simply go to PastorRick.com and listen online anytime or download the Pastor Rick's Daily Hope podcast to your smartphone or tablet so you can listen on the go anywhere you are. Rick's going to be back in just a moment with a final word, so please stay with us. Is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in His promises. That's why Pastor Rick has created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you will dig deep into Psalm 23, experiencing God's unrelenting love for you and discovering why this passage can become the foundation for your faith. You will learn to trust the goodness of God in every area of your life. In this guided experience book, Rick will show you how to revolutionize your life and your relationships, rest and recharge your body and mind, create a habit of worship instead of worry, practice loving God and others well, use your time for the things that matter most, stop comparing and start being content. Throughout this guided experience, you will practice meditating on God's Word, shifting your focus from fears to focus on your Father, and move from being overwhelmed to overflowing. 
The Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience book has a vegan leather cover with 288 pages packed with inspiring photos and artwork. This spiritual growth resource is yours today when you support this broadcast ministry with a financial gift. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing study tool. Or you can call 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Did you hear that? The Bible is going to outlast the earth and the universe. Why? Because God's word is eternal, because truth never changes. If it was true 5,000 years ago, it was true 1,000 years ago, it's true today, and it's going to be true a million years from today. This is why it's more important to know God's word than anything else. Opinions change, but truth never changes. It's why we focus on studying it here on our Daily Hope broadcast. Thanks for listening, and join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our Daily Hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and your generous financial support. Attention small business owners, if you operate a retail business and are looking Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com